episode 112 is sponsored by Datsu Sara. Today we have New Era Sports Pro Bantamweight Mateo Bogle and Niagara Top Team Coach and Bantamweight Matt DeMarc Antonio. Let's do it. Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome back. Episode 113. I can't believe I'm saying that. Hard to believe we started this when COVID all uh, kind of took place. And here we are 113 goddamn days later. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, Datsu Sarah, for uh, sponsoring this episode. Check them out, dsgear.com, 100% made of hemp and uh, antimicrobial. Great bags. Let's get right into it, folks. A fantastic episode. Really excited to have uh, both of these guys on. Uh, Matteo Vogel, the first guy I'm going to bring on. He's 4-1 as a pro. He's a bantamweight uh, out of New Era Combat Sports there uh, under Crew Jeff and, and the gang up in Ottawa and, you know, teammates of Adam Hunter and the list goes on. Uh, are Coming off a fantastic win out of BTC over Series City. Um, you know, this kid, uh, you know, young, like 23, 24 years old with ridiculous amounts of talent. And uh, not only talent, you know, from everything you hear when you talk to different people behind the scenes, it's like, oh, this guy has a fantastic attitude too, which which to me is is what really makes it an athlete and a pro athlete. So uh, let's get him on. Uh, he's got a bright future. Like I said, 4-1 as a pro and uh, just getting started. So uh, Mr. Mateo Vogel, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, brother. How are you doing? Awesome, man. Thanks again for joining us. Appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure, man. So uh, you're, are you at the gym now? You, you're taking a little break maybe for uh, between training sessions today? Um, so my training today is going to start in a little bit. I'm just uh, just getting ready here in the morning. But, uh, you know, it's gonna we're going to start a little bit late today. So, you know, it works out perfect just to you know, do the talk with you guys now. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that. Hopefully it didn't uh, affect it too, too bad. How did you, one thing for you, like that, I'm, you know, Kevin, I'm a jujitsu guy myself, which I always find it exciting for, because there's lots of guys who are, they're really talented at jujitsu, but they don't necessarily utilize that in their, in their craft, I guess, when they're fighting and your style, man, like you, you're really good everywhere, but your style, like you're so, your style is beautiful to watch, man. Like that wrestling and the control. It's phenomenal. I've been working on it for, uh, you know, it's been years in the making, obviously. Like I was, I was from that sport jujitsu background, but at the same time, I, I feel like I always had a style that translated well to MMA. And that's not always the case for a lot of jujitsu guys. Like a lot of jujitsu black belts are great jujitsu black belts and they do well in uh, on the competition circuit. You see that? But their style just doesn't cross over the same way. And I was aware of that from a young age early on. And that obviously MMA was my original goal. I competed in jiu-jitsu for about seven years straight before I even delved into MMA. But from the get-go, I knew that that's what I wanted to get into, right? Yeah, that's that's the thing, I guess, when you have that base fundamental. And you, it's interesting you say that because, like, it's getting punched in the face obviously changes everything real quick. And it's funny. Like, so when you got into that competition, uh, like – so you probably you compete in grappling industries and like OJ events and all that kind of stuff. And obviously in Ottawa, there's lots of Gatineau area. There's lots of uh, competitions too. Well, not right now, but uh, I also competed in the IBJJF circuit quite a bit too. I nice. competed in like the really purest, you know, IBJJF uh, type rule set. You know, for the longest time. So did you use did, like when you go back to that MMA because a lot of jujitsu guys they kind of play that bottom game but that's where your style man like your style it it translated really well did you play that kind of same top game in like in the in like when you go to IBJJF as well or it's uh, I started yeah like I, I I always had an aggressive kind of passing style 
Yeah. Uh, one point I used to be a, I, I kind of like we joke and say it's kind of like a shameful part of my past. But then when I was a guard, when I was a guard puller, right? <laughs> you know, which I've which I've abandoned for the longest time. I don't even remember the last time I think I pulled guard. You know what I mean? But like uh, my style, I, I I just you know I spent I spent time really trying to like delve into the aspect of my style and really trying to nurture that kind of part of my game that that uh, that kind of smash style, that heavy pressure, that 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 like stuck to you kind of style right that's where i get the nickname from yeah that makes so. sense yeah because <laughs> jesus christ like that last fight man what a beautiful beautiful fight like that's both of you guys are super high level athletes and then just the the way you just controlled the fight was really pretty to watch man and i know uh, i've heard some rumors uh of a fight uh of you fighting here in the next little bit i don't i don't who knows if that's gonna come to fruition you hear random little things but uh I, I hope to see a fight in the next little bit. You know, any any plans for you in, in the near future? The team's working on something, man. But uh, you know, with with COVID, obviously, we're I'm I'm staying in a positive mindset. I'm, I'm you know, I'm really uh, I'm always staying ready. There's never a moment where I'm not ready. Right? I never, I never have to get back into shape or get back into it. You know what I mean? I've I've been going hard this whole time. But uh, that being said it's not a surprise if COVID throws like monkey, a monkey wrench in your plan. You know what I mean? But yeah. that being said, the team's been working on, on, they've got some stuff in the pipe and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that. Huge. Yeah. It's, it's from what I'm hearing, like, you know, they just opened up more venues out here, like in Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, we're this close. We're this close to the, and it's crazy. We have one case in the whole province out here and we can't like, it's wow. bananas, man. But they're they're very cold. They're waiting on the the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League to see if how that goes when they start, and that starts next week. So we'll see what happens. I think we'll be good to go by the end of the year. So fingers crossed. And I've heard BC and Alberta also uh, are very close to. So who knows? People need to eat. People need to get back to work, right? Like and, and uh, stay hungry. It's it's a little bit crazy. And what's annoying is that they're talking about, and I, and I got on the, I got on the horn about this earlier. Was, uh, you know, they were talking about restarting like the NHL and restarting like team sports. 30, 30 guys contact in contact with another thirty guys, and then the next game in contact with another thirty guys. Like, why is it so hard? Why is it? Why do we have to jump so many through so many hurdles to run a sport where, where two guys and a ref are in an enclosed? It's crazy, yeah. isn't it? A sport it's where we don't have like. The government backing us in any way we don't have like we don't have the same like sports programs we don't have shit paid for for us yeah you know what I mean? it's so true it's so true like it's and it's like i kind of said that at the beginning like i was like at the end of the day what it comes down to is we don't really we don't make any money as a government you know so like as a commission like we come last versus all these other things that are more important which is to me it's frustrating because it's like we're a professional organization whether you guys want to relate like think it or not, you know, but we're, we're no different than a professional hockey team. Realistically, we're doing professional events. We should be treated the same as any other professional sport, but it doesn't seem to work that way, unfortunately. So it's, yeah. So you, you do obviously uh, a lot of training, obviously just a new era, but do you mix it up? I know you do a lot of high level wrestling too. Yeah, I work, uh, you know, I work with National Capital Wrestling Team as well, but my, my, the, the the bulk of my training is done at New Era Combat Sports. We got so many great resources under one roof, man. Like, I got access to 
I got access to high level partners, but also like just high level coaches. Like there's 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 guys I'm I'm working with like all all people I met through New Era, and there's and it's it's just such a uh, our our whole open doors kind of philosophy at our gym is really like we we just have so many great people under the same roof. So I'm doing the bulk of my training with my like New Era community. You know what I mean? But yeah. uh, obviously, like I I do. Like when I travel and I go elsewhere, I I, uh, I get good training and like I train, like I I've done training out in Kitchener with Sid Vanderpool. I've done training in uh, you know in, out in Cambridge and stuff too uh, with, uh, with Rod Thomas and whatnot. So uh, yeah, like I, I I got a I got a great team at New Era and there's not really there's not really much need for me to travel elsewhere. I yeah. do I do do good uh, amount of training with the with National Capital Wrestling Club as well. Like shout out to the guys there. There's some really high level up and coming young competitors in like the wrestling circuit. And these kids, uh, well, these guys, they uh, they've really helped my wrestling grow so much in the past uh, in the past little bit, man. I bet over the I past bet. two years or so. Did you wrestle in high school, or did you do anything like in high school, kind of combat sports related, or were you a different like a hockey guy? Or no, I came up. So I started. Uh, I did my first wrestling when I was uh, about 12 years old. So I started wrestling in seventh grade, and then I that made me want to get into jiu-jitsu. So I did wrestling first. Interesting. I was a fan of MMA, and uh, I, I I had I had seen already like MMA. Uh, I was always a fan of like the grapplers. I loved like the Gracies and stuff. Mm. So I'd seen that on I'd seen that on YouTube, and I'd seen that on on TV too. But like. I wanted to get into that. I, I watched it. I was obsessed with this sport. I'm like, man, these guys can finish the fight with like a single move. These guys can do one thing and just like, they can end it. They can end motherfuckers in one move. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just, that's what I was obsessed with. So wrestling got me into that. And then I got stuck on that forever. You know what I mean? Jiu-jitsu is like my love for all throughout my high school days. So cool, man. So, and look at you now. That's the thing. Like, I'm 40, you know, 30, well, 39, 40 in like two weeks. And I just got my black belt. And to me, like, I'm a hobbyist. I'm not like, uh, I train three, four times and just like, I just, I love training, but like, I shit the bed when it comes to competition, man. So when I look at like people like you who are like training all through high school and now you're 20, 24, right? 23? Like, man, it's so impressive because you think in high school, like there's so many distractions and to have your head on your shoulders to know exactly what you wanted to do. And at that age is uh, to me, it's crazy impressive. And that's what I think makes it makes, you know, people are, some people give up and drop off or whatever, but a lot of people like you are just getting started. When you're focused and you got a vision, man, there's no, there's no distractions that can get between you and that. When you got a vision, you got a, and you got a clear vision. I was able to, you know, I, I made a lot of sacrifices at a young age. I made a lot of, you know, maybe I missed out on a lot of uh, a lot of normal kid stuff. But like it's 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 now that I'm seeing some of the the payoff from that. I'm just starting to see it, and I know that at the end of the road, like I know, or not the end of the road, but I know that later on down the road, I know that I'm going to achieve my goals, and I know that I'm going to make an impact on the world because of the sacrifices I made earlier on. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. That's exactly right. That's like GSP kind of shit right there. Like that's champion stuff, right? Like it's, I think of myself when I was 24, I was on cruise ships drunk out of my mind. 
like just doing foolish things like it's a totally different like prerogative perspective whatever you want to call it right and it's a it's a championship mindset man so good for you i think that's incredible um let's segue let's back right back to your last fight a little bit uh to, you know obviously you came off your first loss as a pro going into that fight uh not an easy fight to take you could obviously went back and took a different fight trying to get back in the win column the fact that you took that fight and put a stamp on that fight too was like uh pretty impressive was there things after that fight that you kind of were changing you're like no 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 i'm gonna put after, a after which fight after the the loss the like uh xavier fight no it's what it is you can look at it as a loss or i can look at it as a mistake too i could look yeah. at it i could look at it as a something something immature that i did in the like out of impulsivity out of not being you know not being present in my mind in that moment that could have been i can look at that all kinds of ways i can look at it as a failure but i can also look at it as you know ultimately there's losing and then there's losing you know what i mean that's, yeah, uh, you didn't really lose. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, you know, on paper I lost, but in my head, did I really lose, man? I don't know. I wanted to put a. I wanted to come back quickly, and obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of nonsense that happened in between my my uh, my DQ, and then finally when I got to fight again, there was a whole there was a big period there, and I was yeah. really happy to get back at it and put a stamp and just show everybody like, no, I'm, you know, I belong here for real. Yeah. Level. Yeah. So yeah. that was impressive to be able yeah. to do that because, like I said, a lot of people could have went the other way. And I think that's what, again, goes to show the true pro, man. If you can come back and handle that adversity and put a stamp on it, dude, that's super impressive stuff. And having a good team around you, you know, there's, there's so much that goes into this kind of stuff. Do you have anything else outside of MMA that kind of grounds you, you know, keeps you focused? Like, obviously, there's family and whatever but like is there any this is there any hobbies that you do that kind of um i'm not really yeah i got like I got like little hobbies here and there but like ultimately i do have a real obsession with mma i do have a real obsession with martial arts it's like it kind of it does rule my life but it's or i shouldn't say it rules my life but i should say it's a central point in my life and it's very uh like i somehow relate everything back to it you know what i mean i somehow relate everything i do back to mma yeah so it's kind, of, it's kind of the central pillar in my life and like that's the that's kind of how i uh interact with the world how does it relate to mma you know what yeah I mean? yeah it's interesting because like it, it, i found myself like it's hard to relate to other people once you're like that don't do martial arts once you're involved in this so deep you're like ah you because you're just everybody around you is involved in the sport I said, man, I feel like uh, sometimes I come across as a, as a fucking weirdo or something. But <laughs> I hear you, man. Because like we think it's cool as shit, but like I always try to explain that I'm trying to like sell sell a sport to people. Like when we were promoting jujitsu events out here a lot, it was like trying to sell a sport to people that had no idea it even existed. Guys, like, watch a game of uh, I kill you with my body. You know I mean? yeah, yeah exactly yeah some people it's it, but it is growing for sure it's definitely growing and going in the right direction what do you canadian mma obviously covid's really shit the bed for everybody here but you guys uh, have a couple really great promotions in ontario right now with uh btc and, and prospect yeah we do we got a we got a whole bunch of uh you know we got a whole bunch of great promotions too i think uh I don't know what the what the case is for anything running in Ontario in the near future, but just given that we have more cases and given that uh, people are still, especially 
in the Toronto area and all that, like they're, they're very, very cautious still, right? So things are uh, things are not quite the same there as they are here in Ottawa. Here, here in Ottawa, it's much more lenient, but yeah, man, I don't know what's going to go on with, with uh, the promotions in Ontario or anything like that anytime soon. I don't, I don't know if anything will happen by the new year or uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Quebec, I know, was uh, pushing really hard. The, the Eye of the Tiger, I think, uh, is the boxing guy. I've heard uh, he's doing really well, uh, doing a good job trying to get them back. But it's 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 interesting, man. Like we're out, we're out here. I don't know if you know that, but if you come out here, you have to quarantine for two weeks before in, you. Uh, and and the Maritimes, anywhere in the Maritimes, you have to quarantine for two weeks. So it's wow. a little, yeah, it's a little bit intense, man. But uh, it is what it is, I guess. So, what's uh, what's something? Uh, I guess we'll we'll tie it up here. I don't want to hold you up too too long. You got uh, for you like uh, for young fighters, man. Like coming up, what's a schedule during the day? They should like you know how how hard should they be working to get to this level? You know, everybody knows how hard they should be working, but. Realistically, how many things should be doing during the day? More or less? Like more training? Yeah. Uh, depends on the day, man. I say stick to a. I say find a regiment, stick to a regiment, uh, adhere to that regiment with religiously, and uh, and don't uh, stray away from it. Have the discipline not to overtrain, right? Some people think about that as the opposite. Some people are like, oh man, extra discipline, extra work. Sometimes that's stupid, man. Like you. I don't know. Stick to your regiment. Don't uh, you gotta you gotta think about everything you do in your life as it's moving towards being a champion or it's a step away from it. Sometimes being a meathead, training a certain way and hurting yourself—that's a step away. Yeah, train smarter, not harder. I guess, right? In some cases, there's got to be that. There's got to be that balance. There's got to be that balance of. Uh, there's got to be that balance of training in a modern way, training in an advanced way, like so many professional proper athletes are doing. But at the same time, there's don't be a bitch. And also you have to do the hard work as well. Yeah, very true. Do you spar hard still? Do you guys still have hard sparring days up there? Yeah, we, we have some pretty, uh, we got some pretty heated sparring sessions that happen out here in, uh, in Ottawa. But, uh, you know, there's a balance of both. There's technical sparring days and then there's, mm -hmm. you know, fucking war days too. Yeah. You need that though. It's like, you know, I had TJ on here last week, TJ Grant, you know, everybody knows the story of TJ here and he's like, it is what it is. But unfortunately you can't get to that level of fighting without getting tested. Like everybody, you're going to get hit. That's part of the game, man. So it's either you do it or you don't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It shows like, it shows the kind of person you are if you can or can't handle it. If you can't, if you can't handle that kind of fire and you get flustered under that pressure, man. Like, I don't know. Yeah, might might not be for you exactly. That that's what I, I I'm always again impressed about people who can, you know, when it comes to actually putting it on the line and and, and perform it is super impressive, man. And did did you um did you uh, want to ask you did you win any like world championships or anything in jujitsu or, or Pan Ams or anything? So I never medaled at Worlds. I uh, I competed at Worlds a couple times. I made it a couple fights in, but it's it had always been the one where I did the best. Funny enough, I had strep throat, like uh, I was sick, I was super super sick. But that's the one I did the best at. I made it in a few matches, got a few wins, and then I just remember my gas tank just just you know plummeting, and I, I felt <laughs> super super sick. I'd taken a bunch of Tylenol. Oh shit! I jumped on the mat and I felt like okay because of that, and I just I just figured just give her, just go, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah. Then crashed. I ended up losing. I ended up losing to some dude from uh, from a really good team in uh, in Japan, actually. Wow. Really Japanese guy. The experience, eh? Would you would you go back and compete again? Like, obviously not now when you're fully focused on MMA. But would you? Do you think you'll ever go back and get back Maybe. on the map? I might. I, I've toyed around with that idea a bit. I have to give jujitsu its its due respect, and I got to train in the gi religiously. If I, uh, you know, if I want to get back, then I can't just assume that I'm going to come back to sport jujitsu and dominate that game right right away. But I, I think I, I think like I still have the skill set, and I still have all that. Like I could I could hop back into that easily. If I yeah. Had. Just got to give me the time. Got to give me, uh, you know, the chance to delve into the gi a bit, and I'm good to go. I love that, man, because like that, again, you can tell an athlete who's putting a lot of time into it because people, I'm not going to just jump. I'm going to actually put the time into it and then do it instead of just putting the gi on and going out there and gassing out or losing or whatever. You're like, a, you're true to yourself, and which I always impressed about that of good athletes because I'm kind of the opposite. I'll be like, oh, I'll put the gi on and then get smashed, right? <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, I won't hold you up uh, too long. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, where can everybody find you online and, uh, and uh, follow your future? To the world, man. My Instagram handle, Kahapatu MMA, C A R R A P T A P, uh, sorry, C A R R A T P A T O MMA on Instagram. Carapato. There we go. I think I got it right here. That's it. Kahapatu MMA on Instagram. That's, uh, that's where you can follow. You can see. That's where I post the most stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm super active on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it. I got awesome. a great, great content through uh, Six Sense Digital. He does a lot of my, uh, you know, he does a lot of my work. Uh, shout out to him. But uh, if you want, if you want to follow me, you can follow his page. You can follow my page, and uh, yeah, that's it. He does fantastic work. Fantastic. Yeah. Is he doing? He does Jamie's podcast, I think. I believe. Um, Studio eighty eight. No, I don't think so. But uh, he, uh, yeah, the the guy who does my uh, or the company who does my. He does a lot of my work for social media. is great, and we got a lot of great content on there. Yeah, that's cool. All right, folks, we'll get out and follow him. And uh, again, thank you for your time, man. Thanks for joining us, and uh, all the best to you. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll see you uh, in the big league very, very soon. If not, hopefully, uh, a big fight here in Canada, if with us or somebody else, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. There you have it, folks. Mateo Bogle. Check him out online. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our next guest, Matt DeMarc Antonio. Stay tuned.
Hello folks, how are you? Welcome back to episode 113. Uh, having a little technical difficulties here. Not sure what's going on, but we're going to have to reschedule with our second part of today's podcast with Matt DiMarcantonio. Uh, that is our fault. We're not sure what's going on here. Uh, somehow we can't get him on. So our apologies, um, but we will be back tomorrow uh, with a fantastic interview. We'll get Matt back on again. Uh, tomorrow we are back with Nick the Tooth, Nick Gullo, uh, black belt out of uh, California, uh, featured on uh, Dana White's Looking for a Fight quite a few years ago. As well, uh, Diego Sanchez and Joshua Fabia will be joining us from the School of Self-Awareness. Make sure to tune in for that, and we will see you then, folks. Lots of love. Have a fantastic day. We're out.